This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Today's guest is my old teammate, Andrew Irwin. Always back to my dad racing. He uh, has won more short circuit races in Ireland than anybody else. I came home from school and I ran my PW50. I've loved motorbikes from the moment I like set my eyes or got my first ride on one. Dad, I want a short circuit bike. And he has like, you're too immature. <laughs> but I had a bigger set of balls. But so your bike set the fire, fire to the awning and you got sacked because it was your bike and you weren't present. My dad used to call them the three musketeers from Crumlin. <laughs> and Joe was one of them and they had this 1991 Honda 125 wow because he was like an idol like yeah, the Dunlops yeah, yeah. are idols it's yeah. a massive thing in Northern Ireland so 2012 I won the Irish and Ulster Super Twin Championship yeah. I open you up yeah you <laughs> so I, and this is Andy <laughs> and I remember seeing the bike just go boom boom Bomb. Don't bounce anymore. He gave me the fingers in the next race. Oh, actually. that's the famous fingers. Yeah. yeah. I went to the frog and I passed him in the last lap. That's bloody good. Oh, that. Boom, boom. Danny Bucket. What a ride yeah. this is and it is on. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Pushing the Limit podcast with me, Danny Bucken. Today's guest is my old teammate, Andrew Irwin. I'm going to call you Andrew because Andy's a bit chavvy. Common. Yeah. But we're here at Alton Park today, mate. We've uh, got the boys out of London. Um, obviously, you're in your team gear, ready to rock and roll. How's your day been? We'll start with we'll start with the day before we rewind it all back. Uh, today, thirteenth definitely doesn't sound great. It's an unlucky number as well. I've been Not for some. Do you want me to tell you? At Silverstone, I really struggled with thirteen, <laughs> and now I've been like trying to like get rid of that thought. <laughs> I don't care. And so I've I've really it. And I like look at the thing and I see 1313 and now I think I'm going to turn that into a good thing. But I'll tell you why. I got engaged in the 13th of February to try to overcome it. And it worked. And well, I'm still engaged. Mate, I swear to God, this is not a joke yet. At, at Snetton last year, you'd have known this anyway. I had a good good Friday. Do you remember? I had a really Guys, good Friday. So yeah. And Saturday, I literally woke up morning, all happy, went from hospitality, had breakfast, blah, blah, blah. Went to the garage. Literally, I, I remember it vividly. I walked out of the garage and I turned around and leant on the metal and looked at the garage and I saw the 13. I was like, shit, I'm garage 13. And mate, it literally, from qualifying, it just went completely downhill <laughs> to the end of the week. But then Brands Hatch at the end of the year, I was garage 13 and you was 14. And Brands Hatch was good. 
probably the best weekend we had. Yeah, yeah, that was a good weekend, wasn't it? That's was because she was off. Yeah, he was ha- so happy to be leaving me. Uh, yeah, I, I just got a good contract. To be fair, yeah. I had absolutely nothing to worry about. I knew that I was going to live yeah. the dream for another year yeah. and was able to enjoy it actually. But yes, yes, yes today, 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 thirteenth eh, doesn't sound great, but I did my best lap was thirty six zero, which isn't great around here, but. In comparison, I think the leaders done 35-1 or the fastest was 35-1 and I did 36-1 on lap 16 of the tyre. So the consistency's there and I didn't put a tyre tire in or anything to time attack and we also didn't do the test. So that's my excuse for being 13th. It's quite strong. No, but it's quite... To not have that in your back pocket, the confidence in it, because you know that if you put the ex, brand new X in and go for a lap... And after coming around here, you obviously didn't do the test day. So when you come back to this track, it's such an eye opener, isn't it? Where they've had two days here testing or a day because of the weather. Yeah. It's a mad track, isn't it? But mate, 36 is still, <laughs> still <laughs> 10 years ago, it'd have been quick. Yeah, exactly. Back in the next, yeah. super stocks faster than that. How's Not it getting back actually. on the next from the uh, zero? I didn't even think about it, to mm. be honest, which is good. Uh, normally I do think about it, but here I didn't. But the biggest thing today, actually, was like we just had a debrief with the team before I came around here. And the biggest change is, is that I'm so used to the BMW after riding it for a couple of years. And you're like preempting the bike to do certain things. Yeah. And not just because I ride a Honda now, but honestly, it feels really good. And you can tell why Glenn was able to do like a 33.7 here in the race last year. So I think uh, we've got good potential. Yeah, so you're excited. I'm very excited. Now let's rewind it back then. So the motorbike, obviously it's in the Irwin blood and it is. Did your granddad race? I know your dad obviously raced. Did your granddad race? Did he get it from that? don't think so. My granddad was very against my dad racing at the time. And uh, so, yeah, all goes back to my dad racing. He uh, has won more short circuit races in Ireland than anybody else. And really, I'm the fourth youngest boy. I have a little sister. So it's a family of seven, five kids. And... uh, my bro- eldest brother Ross started riding motocross, and then Glenn the started riding motocross, <laughs> and then Graham started riding motocross. And the way I describe it is, is if your brothers are playing football, you'll go outside yeah. and kick the football. If they're doing rugby, you'll Golf. do rugby. Yeah. And we were quite fortunate that we had a motocross track at our house, and I came home from school and I ran my PW50. I then went on to ride. 50cc motocross bikes and went went through motocross and it was just completely natural it never felt like i was being forced to do it i'm really lucky to say that you know i've got parents that didn't push me whatsoever and yeah they knew i wasn't going to be an a-level student and <laughs> reverse psychology it, yeah exactly so <laughs> don't ride that pw50 <laughs> yeah, i'm going to ride that pw50 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i even remember like a little childhood memory like the I, the girl down the road used to go to nursery school with me and instead of like say she was late my dad was like yeah take your PB and me going to put my helmet on as if he was going to let me drive like three or four miles down the road on my PB but I would have done it I just I've loved motorbikes from the moment I like set my eyes or got my first ride on one and it's a just I've lived the dream really of it I just love I just love motorbikes I'm so passionate about them and it's not just riding them like I watch MotoGP every single session World Superbike World endurance. Yeah, you literally know everything that's going on with everything with racing. Yeah, like I just watched like <laughs> the three hour endurance from No Limits at Cadwell Park for three hours. <laughs> I sat and Why? thought <laughs> yeah. I just wasted three hours. Did you watch Mo America the weekend? I watched Javi Fortes do the double. Okay, yeah, nice. Ex teammate yeah. as well. Shout out Chavi, yeah. And uh, from 2019. So uh, yeah, I, I watched that. But I didn't, to be absolutely honest, America, I don't follow just as much. Time zones. Did you get hand me downs? Did you go out and get your old brother's kits and stuff? Because, mate, that's expensive, isn't it, for your, for, your, for your old man to be doing that? Absolutely everything I had. So I started racing, uh, like, I was going to say professionally, but I started racing, actually, in 2001. 
but I was riding from I was three. So whenever you turn six, I think it's the same yeah, in England, same, you yeah. can start racing. So everything I had was hand-me-downs. Uh, like, not even just from my brothers, I think. All just their parents, <laughs> like, probably <laughs> felt sorry because I don't come from, like, a will... People think, because, like, me and Glenn have came to BSB and Graham had a really successful motocross career, they think that we come from wealth, that my mum and dad just put loads of money in. Yeah. We've just been super fortunate. They get really good sponsors. and But at that time, like, say, throw back to 2001, people definitely seen, like, this crappy van we would have arrived in and with the bikes out the bikes definitely never had graphics on them never looked good but they're always decent bikes and you fast and we were fast and people would give us like their old kit and whatever and do you know, at that time you know, even now I think it's awesome but they're like, the best years aren't they I used yeah. to this, we used to have this shitty LDV yellow van it was like this big square thing <laughs> and then we used to have a tent like a three man tent off the side so we'd have like the bike in the three man tent and we'd sleep in the other bit of it the van would be like where we'd make tea and coffee yeah. but they're like literally the best years aren't they like now you're staying in an RV you've got like a nice motorhome you've got you live comfortably do you know what I mean all that it's probably funny but like, at the time it's a grot it's not even but a grot but you don't enjoy so fun, it anymore now than what no. you did then you it's know like pressure now isn't it, yeah, to perform exactly and like when, when you think back sometimes you have like difficult moments like say now but not now but like say you have a difficult moment yeah. like last year i had difficult periods whatever but then you think how fun was it whenever Amazing. i done it it's so simple and i even now it's like you think back to that just enjoy it and love it you're know, like you're sleeping in a van like probably me and my three brothers you're like i know just top and tail. Van, yeah they, exactly they have this bit at the back you're know, like all the bikes are like in here and then this is a bed on top of them and four of us lying like <laughs> you think back now how do we do it but yeah. like four kids you know, know if i was six my eldest brother was 12 you know four of yeah. them just rammed in my mum and dad probably lying like at the it's front. It's mega though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it was literally like the best fantastic. memories. Yeah, it's a, especially when you think back of it now, sometimes you catch yourself on, but it was just tremendous. I absolutely loved it. You'll find that with Ezra, like when he gets a bit older, you'll say like, oh, should we go camping? Like, like mate, and now it's like, oh, should we go camping in a tent? Yes, like, come on. And it's like, but you think like the most simplest things to a kid are like the best things, aren't they? Yeah. And I've got to ask you this question. So with motocross, Simon Reid, yeah, who was quicker? So basically, Andy used to race with Simon. Simon raced in Superstock now. And I heard some stories recently. Where they were talking. He said you two just were like a magnet. You just seemed to find each other every and race. Other, right? And just hit each other all the time. Honestly, yeah. uh, was Simon was more talented, talented than me at motocross. And I can openly say that. But I had a bigger set of balls. Yeah. And I would do absolutely everything to win. <laughs> But he did beat me in the championship. But is he definitely a better bike, Sammy? So but better. he what? Do you whenever you watch like Ken Roxon, beautiful style, you know, natural, it, just natural. naturally yeah. could ride a motocross bike. Simon had like the elbows up, done everything like that. I was like an elastic band just hanging ah, off the back of it, man. elbows down, sideways. <laughs> yeah. You're like hit. I'd hit anything. That's like, my style. If my brother said to me, Andrew, you could hit that, I'd hit it. Do you yeah. like? I didn't care. I was just probably stupid, but. <laughs> The, a bit like now, really. Do you know, I'd give anything a go. And uh, yeah, so to answer that question, Simon's... Well, I'm faster than him in motocross fight now because he's lost all talent for and some he reason. he broke his last year quite bad. He did, yes. <laughs> so he actually can't ride at the minute. But 100%, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, whenever we were younger, like 2005, I came second in the Ulster and Irish Championship yeah. and he won them. So he was better than me, but I was pretty gutsy. It's mad, don't it? Like, the whole motocross journey because, and then we, like, you made the switch, I made the switch, other people made the switch. It's mad, and it? Like, like, why didn't your brother ever do it? Did he not fancy the roads? Uh, honestly, like, your brother had a really successful motocross career, yeah, didn't he? I think me and Glenn knew we weren't going to make a living riding motocross bikes. Yeah. You know, we weren't 
good enough. Uh, like maybe Irish Championship level, you could have been decent, but we were never going to go on to win British Championships. Yeah. And Graham like left home at fifteen, was winning British Youth Motocross Championships or whatever, or one I think the MXY two it was called that yeah. ran alongside like the ACU British Motocross yeah. thing. And uh, yeah, so he knew that he had a career and probably. I would say now he maybe thinks back he could have made a hell of a lot more money being a British superbike rider yeah. than he would have yeah. been a British motocross rider. Less but injuries. Exactly, less injuries. As I sit here injured. Yeah, and you're not on the bike every day. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you can have a bit of a life being yeah. a superbike rider, I think, whereas when you're doing, like, full-time motocross, you got to ride the bike near enough every day. So, yeah, that, I would say me and Glenn done it because we knew we weren't going to be... Motocross riders. When was your first time on the tarmac then? Because obviously I know that your career started in Superstock here and you've gradually gone through, haven't you? Like Superstock, Supersport. Where did it start back at home? Uh, so, what was the track? What was it Bishop's Court or Kirkstown? No, Kirkstown. Yeah. Uh, early May 2008. Yeah. And uh, on track that day. So I was 13. But do you know when you get 13-year-olds and they're like, mature 13 year olds are balls of jobs and they talk properly Go and on, mate. I was like hey man what's happening <laughs> yeah. I don't win so I was a really I was like, That's tiny <laughs> small immature 13 year old yeah. and I had a bad weekend on the Saturday in the motocross bike and uh, you know one of them days just didn't work and it had actually been quite bad not badly in- I broke vertebrae in 2007 whenever I was like 12 so say mm. quite a bad injury at that time and uh I said to my dad, or started riding the motocross bike then in 2008. It was getting on really good, and then had a massive crash at a guy, Philip McCulloch's track, when Graham had signed for him, and there was like a double, and I just messed up. And good then I case. kept riding, but I actually think I'd got hurt, but was like scared to tell my dad I got hurt, and I was riding crap. I remember leaving the track. It was like just into Donegal. I can't remember the name of it. And I thought, I'm done with this. I want to try short circuits or I'm done. I, you know, I need a break or it's the first time in my life that it's ever happened. So leaving the track, I says, dad, I, I need a break. Didn't say I wanted to quit. I says, I need a break. Went and watched Glenn and Mandela the next day because Glenn had started like pretty much one year earlier than me. He started. So he started when he was 18. I started when I was 13 and I uh, went to Mandela and Glenn goes, why do you not try this? And it was like one of the moments I thought, yeah, why don't I try this? So I went to my dad and says, Dad, I want a short circuit bike. And he's like, you're too immature. <laughs> and he used to, no, even, dad. even now I still think about it. And yeah. he's like, just drop your knee slider. Even now I still think about it. Like whenever like he was out with his friends or something, I would have just been so immature. I was like, I know I embarrassed that man so much. <laughs> but uh, so then he goes, nope, you're too immature. And we went to Sainsbury's. I was going to Spain. I'd never been to Spain or anything before. And I was going to Spain on holiday. And... Uh, we were going to Sainsbury's, so I needed a passport. Going to Sainsbury's to the post office. Do you know, like inside Sainsbury's? Don't know if you have one here, but that's where it is in Northern Ireland. To the post office to get passport applications. I have a really good long-term memory. <laughs> and uh, so I went down with him. He probably had a plan of why I w- was going down with him. And uh, I said, Dad, can I have a short circuit bike? And he goes, there's a guy that will give you one. His name is Joe. I can't remember his surname. My dad used to call him the Three Musketeers from Crumlin. And Joe was one of them. And they had this 1991 Honda 125. And he said he'd like, give me it. Like a um, little race bike. Um, yeah, like, like a, a proper race yeah, bike. Yeah, like a 125 uh, GP, yeah, bike. GP bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he said he'd give me it. But my dad was definitely really worried for me. And uh, he sat me sat me down in the car. And he goes, Andrew, I'll let you ride it as long as you promise you'll never do road racing. He's probably thinking, this really immature kid goes road racing at 18. He's, he's, he's never going to last. He's done, yeah. I still think I wouldn't last now. Yeah. I'm 28. But... 
and that was the start of it. Yeah. So uh, I actually didn't ride one of the three Musketeers, Joe's bike, for the first time. Uh, I rode one of Glenn's. He had two. For, he didn't own Greedy. them, but the sponsor probably didn't even know I was riding it. So I went to Kirkuson this time, and uh, Robert Dunlop was on track. I think Michael is Sam Dunlop, which would be like a cousin of Michael. Yeah. William was on track. They were all doing this. It was a Wednesday and say the Northwest was the following week. So, so everybody Brian, was yeah. on track. Yeah. And, uh, Shaking that, down as such. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Robert Dunlop actually got killed like maybe 10 days later. And it's one of my memories. Mad, yeah, I just weird, remember him yeah. passing me on a 250 Honda and me being like, wow. Because yeah. he was like an idol. Like yeah, the Dunlops yeah, yeah. are idols. Yeah. It's a massive thing in Northern Ireland. And uh, yeah, that's it. Went from there. That's mad, isn't it? And then obviously you come over to here eventually because Glenn come over to here. He was done the Super Sport, didn't he? Over there, did he win it? And then he come won Irish Super Sport in two thousand and nine and two thousand and ten. Yeah, and then come I here. Think. Yeah, and then he came. He to won the wild card with me. Yes, because Kawasaki were like everyone was like, oh, Kawasaki brought him in to help Danny win the championship that year. And because he qualified third, I qualified pole, and we was in. Uh, and and I, my bike broke, yeah, in stock six. Yeah, that's, well, that that's when I like... first found TSL timing and became addicted to it. Ever since. How long ago is it? And then obviously from then you just progressed on because you obviously raced Mason in Super Sport with Gearlink. Yeah, so it's it's a mad career. Like I think back of it now. So I did a, I was crap in a one two five, horrendous, quite good when I started, but then I started to get a bit tubby. Had no interest and in like. I just went racing. I had no interest in making yeah. a career. Like, oh, absolutely yeah. none. Even Did you like, care about winning, though, then, or was you not that bothered? No, I was just there. Just there. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so random. For, and I got <laughs> a, there for a crack. Like, a Suzuki Super Twin in 2011. And so I'd, like, done half of 2008. Oh. Yeah. 2009 was pretty rubbish. Had one good race, I think, came second at the start of 2009 and thought I was a superstar and then never even came close to, like, being in the top three. And 2010 was terrible. And I kind of thought, oh, whatever, take it or leave yeah. it. I enjoyed riding, but it wasn't like, this is fantastic. Yeah. So then uh, 2011, got this super twin, Aquarius uh, Couriers have been on my visor for up until this year, actually. And a uh, guy, Charlie Young, bought me this super twin. He actually bought me half a super twin. And I front, the, the front, front half or the back half? Well, my dad owned half of it. But then I went testing or practicing, I would call it then. Yeah, Definitely yeah. wasn't yeah. testing. And my super twin, it was standard. It was... It was pretty shit. Yeah, is the only way to describe it. Sorry, Charlie, it. but it was a shit bike. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie knows that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think I came second in the championship, and that's when, yeah, I kind of I started to win, and I thought I actually can, I can't like I this know now. what I'm doing now. And the yeah, six fifty putting your fat ass around. Yeah, there. <laughs> and in the middle of 2011, I actually got like a quick shifter and like an upgraded engine. Definitely, it was nothing like a Farquhar bike or anything, yeah, but, but I used good. to battle with yeah. them. Like, I would have took it to them. And I remember my bike being like 81 horsepower and everyone talking about it, like being 90 something. I was like, yeah, but mine's mint. Do you know, like, if yeah. I, mine's just like super twins. It's awesome. It. Yeah. The Ferns probably weighed about 10 kilograms, yeah. the way it was fixed so much. And uh, so 2012, I won the Irish and also super twin championship, yeah. which for me, I was like, oh, mega. I'm happy with that. Still didn't train. I think I'd maybe just discovered partying. Going out with my mates, probably racing on Saturday, going into Belfast on Thursday night, not yeah. thinking about Saturday. <laughs> just just <laughs> have a fun. fun. You know, yeah, I was yeah, there yeah. just enjoying yeah, racing yeah, motorbikes. Yeah. And uh, then my dad, it was probably my dad, and he's like the most like reserved person. Yeah. But, you know, don't do that. Yeah, don't rush, don't rush, yeah. don't rush. And he's like, let's go do Stock 600. So I'd signed for a team that didn't even exist, uh, the ride of MV Augusta. Probably a bit mad to be fair, but first big day, Dave's. 
And no, it wasn't Big no. Dave, actually, but I ended up riding for yeah, Big okay. Dave. I know you did, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 2013, the MET Healthcare is still a long-term yeah. sponsor now. They had paid, I think it was four or five grand to this MV Augusta team. <laughs> so everything was going right. And then the next minute, they're like, oh, no, Andrew, uh, you haven't got the ride anymore. And I was like, so what about the money that we've gave to you? Oh, no, they're just going to sponsor us. Uh, uh, so the guy from MET definitely got his money back. And uh, so I didn't start racing 2013 until Knockhill, which was maybe June time. Yeah. Good to see the task truck still is a leak in it. So I didn't start uh, testing. Ignore it. Yeah. Start racing yeah. until 2013. Yeah, yeah. So literally, I went to the first round at Brands Hatch. I'm really nervous. Like, even now, like, you'll know, I'm not a very out there person. I'm quite reserved. Or, like, say, Too when, when, whenever, Joe's. whenever we used to go out and do like, I know something whenever we went to Synatic, you know, you're definitely the person talking and I'm listening, but... I open you up. Yeah, you... So I, <laughs> and this is Andy! I hey everyone! <laughs> went to my next door neighbor, printed this thing out of like, I'm Andrew Irwin, I've done yeah, this, yeah. I ha- have a bike, so my dad bought me a bike. I think it was, it was actually a guy called John C. Right bought me the bike, uh, who was another long-term sponsor. Uh, sadly passed away actually in the start of this year, the end of last year, but... Uh, I had an R6 so I'd done this letter out saying I'm Andrew Owen have you any awning space or something because being from Northern Ireland I had a really small budget and I couldn't afford like drive back yeah. and forth and also my dad couldn't afford to take the time off work yeah. and everything like that so started giving this, these letters out to everyone my dad kept ringing me have you given them letters out I'm like yep yep they were still sat <laughs> yeah. in Ben's camper I was too scared to hand them out. So yeah. Sunday came and I was handing them out and Dave Tyson took one and I think he asked Glenn about me then after it and uh, it literally went from there. That's so, well funny, so yeah. So D- Dave gave me my first opportunity. Everybody knows Dave. Dave's Dave, and he's, he's a good guy. I like him, but... Literally, yeah, yeah, literally legend. paddock. Yeah, one of, them, one of them people, everybody in the paddock knows. Can't be mad at Dave. No, you can't. <laughs> and even if you are, you'll, you'll be friends yeah, with him so the next see, day. Oh, I love you, Dave. Just good, yeah. good guy. Yeah. Heart's in the right place. I think <laughs> yeah. I that. And uh, yeah, so that was not kill. But the week before not kill, I went and done a Scottish Championship. So I did one day. Glenn was riding for Martry, and I did one day at Kirkuson on the six hundred. Hadn't rid from like say October time. Did that day, and then I went to not kill, and my engine started making a noise. So the engine was wrecked. And I was like, oh, we don't have the money to fix it, Andrew. I'm like, oh great. Somehow gathered a few quid up, got it fixed, and went to not kill. And you wouldn't believe it. I actually got took out of the herp in the race. Wow. But uh, Matt Paolo, I think. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Well, I actually remember Imagine that. somebody taking out. I know. Disgusting. Horrible. We're going to <laughs> that. <laughs> but, so yeah. Not intentional though. No, 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 no. no. He no. lost the front yeah. and I was on the outside of him. I actually didn't, I was probably trying to go around the outside of him. Definitely. Or stupid. No, the, uh, he took the front and we both slid out. And yeah, that that was my first round at Knockhill. Total the bike at Snedderton at the bomb hole, which anyone who doesn't know the bomb hole, it's like third or fourth gear. Pretty Lost. fast. You yeah. don't want to cross there. Yeah. It's like a hole before the penultimate corner at Snedderton. And I remember seeing the bike just go bum 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 bum. Don't bounce anymore. And it's and just, just folding itself up. Yeah. And I thought that's the end of my weekend, That's-ca- the end of my season. Yeah. And to be fair to my dad, like there, I think there was actually a guy that had like an R R six bits. If you sell me, really Ow, just out there, yeah, just wheeling, dealing, completely wing, winging yeah. it, wheeling and dealing, yeah. and got the bike and that. And it, so that was twenty thirteen. Uh, I think my best position yeah. inside the top 10, maybe eight There's something. Definitely didn't set the world alight. In 2014, I started riding for MWR Kazaki, which was a guy, Mark Webster, an yeah, English guy. Yeah. Uh, and, but pretty much all I'd done at MWR was Glenn was riding for Gearlink at the time. 
used to ask them for Glenn's settings, used to give it to what was the crew chief of MWR and say, mate, put in these settings. And that's right. Glenn's gear and settings, probably handlebar position, absolutely everything. Just, just put it in the bike. Done that in 2014. And I got a couple of podiums, crashed a bit, but got a couple of podiums. Started the season again at MWR in 2015, but I had done like, been on the podium three times in a yeah. row. Got... It didn't get protested at Brands. This is, this is actually the true story, but didn't get protested at Brands in the middle of the year. But on the dyno, my bike read like 130 horsepower <laughs> for stocks and stock which, which should be illegal. At the time, it would have been super small, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 135, whatever it Which is 100% should yeah. be illegal. So then... The, you go cheat That's horrible, the, uh, I got on the podium that weekend and I, I actually had a good bike. Yeah. My bike was fast, but it wasn't genuinely yeah. wasn't illegal. So they stripped it and they confiscated my head. So did you ever get like just a good bike that no, I've had it before. I actually bought the bike I think off uh, off Gumtree and it was near I have an uncle like in Southampton which is quite close to Gearlink. They my uncle collected the bike and then Gearlink took it and put that engine then into my bike and that I must have wrecked an engine somewhere I can't quite remember. I had the same for Stock Thousand genuinely. It, it was just a, an yeah, awesome like, bike. It was mega and they put an ECU on my bike and it gave me it gave me one horsepower less or something. Yeah. It was like everything just was mint about it. it was, the tolerances were just mega. Yeah, everything was just it was mega. It was one of them ones yeah. that it came from the fact factory just good. Because they do anyway. say that there is actually a thing that, that is like that. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. You'll get like a yeah. I think yeah. even with our engines now, you'll get yeah, a tolerance. You still, you know, yeah. If, yeah. And you hope you don't have the bad one. And uh, so this is 2015. There was an engine builder in the team who d- didn't build my engines because I got gearing to do absolutely everything. I had so much time for Mike Devlaff and Norman Devlaff. I still have lots of yeah. time, especially for my career. I don't think I'd be here without them. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they com- they stripped the engine and they confiscated the head. But the guy who was the engine builder for the team says, yeah, mate, that head's illegal. But he was just jealous because he wasn't building my engine. So he was like, yeah, that's why that engine's strong. But so it ended up being that the dyno that weekend had ra- had read funny. Yeah. Apparently, I don't. Uh, nobody ever no, told me never that. No, you never know. It's always moving about. It definitely is true. But so they confiscated my head. So I ended up having to go and buy another head. And for the rest of the year, my bike wasn't crap, but it definitely wasn't that head that yeah. I did have. They did give me the head back, by the way, because it wasn't illegal. Yeah. But they had to like I don't know check it for a week Kyle or something. Or something. I had to probably look yeah, and like send another one and, there and yeah, all that something bullshit. to check over. So in yeah. that time, still in like a proper budget doing it, I had to go and find another head, which is probably like a grand at the time. And then I went to Thurston, got the head back, was riding for MWR still. Slap the new head on her. Slap the new head on her. <laughs> but. The gearbox went. Oh, no. And then, mate, the bike went afire in the awning. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and for whatever reason, the team manager sacked me. <laughs> I'm not, I got sacked. So, uh, but I owned the bike. The bike, the bike was mine. Well, no, it wasn't. But so wasn't your bike set the fire, fire to the awning and you got yeah, sacked but because no, it was no, your yeah, bike and you weren't present. I may be like over-exaggerated no, how big the fire was, <laughs> but it did go on fire. Yeah, so that's... I got sacked on like the Friday afternoon. That's shit. And I was like, oh, once. this is... I was like, I've been on the podium the last three... It was on yeah, the podium with Brands, Not Kill, and maybe somewhere else, Scott the Thurks. And I was like, all right. So, quite a funny story. Long story to get to this story. So, I owned the bike, and I had... I think I had... It was maybe the Saturday, actually. I, the bike had broke down on the Saturday. Or, but anyway, I had qualified, or I had to start the back grade. Can't exactly remember. So, because they had sacked me on the Saturday, MSVR was like, no, you can't you can't run your own team because you haven't qualified in that bike I was like no no it's my bike I own it you know yeah. like I'm taking the bike so 
But because it, it weren't called MWR Kawasaki or whatever you was running, yeah, they wouldn't exactly. yeah, No, no, but they let, yeah. no, they let me because it was my bike. They yeah. thought I was like bringing another bike yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So I I had an on a, a caravan, like your normal everyday caravan, <laughs> yeah. a, with an on and on it. <laughs> So you run out of that in in the riders living, right? <laughs> no, where did you gonna, get tire warmers from? No, no, no this, the story continues. So had everything like that there, and then I was like, put the bike together. Got the bike gear link, fixed the yeah. bike for me. Glenn was riding for them at the time, fixed the bike. And Richard Kerr, who's like quite a good yeah, yeah, thousand yeah. rider now, uh, Irish fellow as well. Uh, they let me put the bike and th- they're on, and it was actually the closest on to the caravan. It was Amazing. a woman, yeah. Lizzie Bellew lives near Brands Hatch. I used to stay with her at the races. And so got the bike fixed, brought it to Richard's, up, Richard's on and missed warm-up because at Thruxton warm-up is on a Saturday evening oh, for okay, Saturday yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was like that for you, but it was then. And then I went out to the race. Like, it was me. Like, it was literally <laughs> just me. Ruin, I'm rider, I'm team owner, I'm Absolutely. team manager, I'm mechanic. And it was I'm doing the electronics. I don't, don't have everything. <laughs> and Glenn, who is the most handless person that you'll ever meet, and his partner Laura was there as well. So I arrived to the grid at Thruxton Laura, for the sorry, race. Yeah, and it's Glenn. Laura and Glenn. I was like, this is so Glenn, the up. rear paddock set. I don't know how to... I don't even think I had a stand. Do you know, oh, I literally arrived. Yeah. Done. I don't even know if I got a point, but you know what? It's one of them finish. memories that I'll say forever. It was fantastic. It was funny, yeah. Just like, like the club, like, like, motocross like, again. Going back to motocross, yeah. you're like, yeah. it was so much stress. I can't remember why the bike went in fire in the end, but it never went in fire mm. again. And I ran... So the rest of 2015, after getting you can call it sacked, whatever, for the bike P45, going far, yeah, P45. Oh, let go. Andrew, just, you're not one that... Just dress it up. You've got to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, see this team here. There's a lot of people here, but we don't really need you here. Yeah. So, okay, so. You're only a number. Are you sacking me, mate? <laughs> you're gone. Yeah. No, no, yeah. So, yeah. I'm letting that, you go. So then... Uh, this guy called Bob Wiley, he's been at Bob Wiley. I do know the he's name, actually. sponsored, yeah, yeah. like, Christian Elkin would be, like, his rider. Yeah. Now he's, I don't know what age Bob would be. He uh, sponsored Irish riders for yeah. a very, very long time, and he lent me a van with an awning. And the other rider from MWR ended up getting sacked, a guy called Card Phillips. I don't know if he gets sacked or the team went bust. This guy was like, just sacking people. Yeah. You're sacked, you're sacked, yeah. you're sacked. I don't know if the team went bust or Sounds exactly dramatic. what happened, but Carl and me ended up, running this Bob Whitey van. We used to put the on and up and it was just me and him. Nice, I actually had a mechanic that I paid, I think, 80 quid a weekend. Glenn. It sounds terrible. Glenn slept in the van, actually. Yeah. He was security guard for the van. Glenn's uh, first kid was actually conceived in the van. That is a yeah, story. Yeah, Silverstone, yeah. yeah. But so, Freddie, Freddie, could have been called yeah, Transit. Yeah, you could have been called Transit yeah, or It was Even oh, worse. It could have been called Avico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laura, what are we going to call our first baby? <laughs> Glenn Avico. always tells me that. <laughs> so, that, that was 2015 and we just won it. Yeah. Just... I had a brilliant time and uh, remember ringing uh, Rob and Apple for looking for a ride so for the next year and he gave me a ride and I never ever paid like money in the team not saying I didn't I always paid the tires the fuels the entry and I'd always been really lucky that that's all I paid yeah I think having like a successful brother or a brother that was doing a decent job always made that easier because you can do that yeah, what are you doing they didn't think oh, and I never said that I had loads of money like the likes of Dave that's all it was I think Dave actually paid the fuel somehow Definitely didn't. Definitely didn't. <laughs> Dave, if entries. you're listening, you definitely didn't. <laughs> definitely didn't. And the entries in 2013. I think actually my free entries in 2014. Can't remember. But anyway, 2016 signed for Apple Yards and it just didn't click whatsoever. But I remember you on that bike actually. Didn't yeah. train. 
still was drinking with my mates. Not not like every night, but every like Saturday night I was definitely No, you go like, out with your mates. Yeah, 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 yeah just yeah, yeah. typical like 18 year old, 19 year old, what whatever. What working? Oh, I was an air conditioning engineer. I actually fixed this air conditioning unit. Could so you do it now if you need to as well? Do you still know your shit or is it like a bit old now? Because you're a rock star. I would say I could get back into it. I've got good hands. But <laughs> good yeah. On you. Yeah. Show us now on the podcast. <laughs> I give it a wee service last year. The water, the water wasn't just the roof leaking yeah, last no, that's year. That's leaking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was... And got the snetterton and it was going bad. I actually... The team probably thought it was going better than what it was, but I thought it was going really bad. And Luke Hedger had fell out with Gearlink. And I really wanted to go to Gearlink because I rid the Gearlink bike at the end of 2015 and got on the podium at the Sunflower. Like, battle with beat Sealy. Who I Sealy. Was I there that year? You would have been there. You were probably, Harry stop, Corbett, oh, probably yeah, riding for Harry yeah. Corbett. Do you know him? I didn't ride for Harry Corbett. I ran He's out a bit of like ha- Dave Tyson Harry Corbett <laughs> sorted me out space in an awning. He's the Northern Irish person of he is Dave literally, Tyson. Yeah. He's like, he's like he a Del Boy. Boy. Is he? He's yeah, like Del Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he did have a pizza shop Fly in a cafe. Over. I've got somewhere for you to stay. <laughs> All right, Harry, where am I staying? Just wait there a minute. All right, Harry, for 10 hours later, still waiting. All right, Harry, where am I staying? <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, I'm going to get a hotel. I don't, I'm not waiting now. That's actually what he did. He never had anywhere for you to stay. No, he didn't. No, I'll tell you the funny story about that. I've got to tell you this story, though. So my dad goes to me, right, I've got somewhere to stay. Harry sorted it out. So we go over to Northern Ireland in the van, big gym, Sam Palmer, my mechanic, Ryan, my other mechanic, and then me. And the time's getting on. He's like, look, I've got you a caravan. I've got you a caravan like that. So dad's like, all right. So I said, look, dump your stuff off, dad. I'm going to go now to just get a hotel because I'm not waiting for Harry to sort this caravan out. I found an Airbnb or whatever it would have been. I've just, I'm just going to go and get sorted. He's like, all right, no worries. So he goes, um, right, so he's got his pillow under his arm. He's got all his stuff. And this man comes into the hospital with this beer. And he's like, all right, chaps, you stand in the caravan. He's like, yep. Yeah. He's like, all right. This chap walks off, goes in, goes, right, come in here then. Like, he goes and sits down. He goes, do you want a beer? Like, it's my dad and Sam. And they go, no, 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 we're all right. Is this, is this the caravan I'm standing? He's like, yep. Yeah. That's going to be your bed over there. I'm sleeping over here like this. Oh, yeah, my dad lost it. So he phones me up, yeah. And I go, are you all right there? In the caravan? And he goes, uh, he goes to me, um, come on you've got to come pick me up I said what do you mean come pick me up he goes come and pick me up he goes I need to do the men's wages I said you and your caravan with your boyfriend like that and the worst thing is the guy could hear me saying it and I was going you and ah go on you can stay there mate he's going come and pick me up I need to do the men's wages and I was going no the men's wages are all sorted oh mate it was so funny anyway I picked him up got him a room that was a story that was a Harry Corbett story there's probably many more than that he's a legend Harry's just alright I see him all the time. Lovely guy. One yeah. of them guys, if you ever needed something, he would definitely help yeah. you. But yeah, he's a bit like Dave. But so we need to skip for years because obviously remember the story when I saw you, your first superbike ride? Yes. Because you've literally had a factory superbike ride every time. From 2018. No, you actually have really you won it. How? You've literally won it for another year. That was when we was at the airport and we was going to test it and knock it. And I told you I was and riding I was a like, PBM What are you bike? doing here in your Honda kit, weren't you? You'd flown uh, in PTR, from... PTR, yeah. Where, what round had you flown in from? So to get a real quick, left up the R in the middle of 16, went to Gearlink, the end of 16, started training and doing well because you were Mason. Came second yeah, in the British Super yeah. Sport Championship in 2017. Keith Farmer, who yeah. I always say now I learned so much from. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 2018 started the year in Word Super Sport. I was pretty, not crap, I probably wasn't on the most competitive bike at the time. And I remember just before, Shaggy got injured at the Northwest. Mm. So, or not in the Northwest, while Glenn was at the Northwest. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Glenn rang me up one day. He goes, Andrew, you should ring Johnny Moat about the PBM ride. I thought, why would they sign me? You know, <laughs> just guy that works in a normal job. I just job. what Glenn does behind the yeah. scenes, mate. <laughs> I, I, you, like, you, you should ring him. <laughs> and to be fair, like he definitely got me the opportunity of a lifetime. I says, no, Glenn, I, I, I couldn't ring him. I, I, I don't want to ring him. I was scared. Yeah. So he kept going on at me, kept going on at me because Andy Reid had been offered the ride and for whatever reason... He just got tripped on again. <laughs> for whatever reason, he didn't didn't yeah. or couldn't take the ride. I think it was contractual. Yeah, yeah. Something to do Maybe with that. Maybe Andy would have been here, would he? Would he have been stock thousands? With, no, with he was Taz? riding for EHA uh, oh, on okay. a pretty at the time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so he didn't get the ride. Or didn't take the ride or couldn't take yeah, the ride. Yeah, happened, so happened. I yeah. rang him and Glenn had told me, oh, you might get paid a few quid. I said, I'm thinking, paid a few quid. Oh, I, I'm paying for my word super yeah, this ride. Is and this year, so rang Johnny and he goes, yeah, uh, uh, let me speak to Paul and let you know. I said, one of these conversations, uh, Andrew, m- m- maybe another time or something, I thought. And he rang me back like 20 minutes later. He goes, yeah, you can have the ride. I said, can I have a few quid too? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> I was like, all my expenses, I'm getting a few quid. And I'd never in my life been paid anything other than I used to work for Peanuts. And I bumped into didn't care. And so it was doing words, it was in Bruno, words that were sport. So in my head, I was like, I need to tell Simon Buckmaster. Did you know before the weekend that Bruno that yeah. he was doing it? So the whole week, And the Honda thing was a bit shit for you at that point. When it, 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 just bike, it wasn't going well, was it? It wasn't going good whatsoever. I got injured at the start of the year and it just hadn't clicked. I wasn't really enjoying I was driving around in a motorhome without air conditioning in, in, Europe, in Europe in the middle of summer. Not the middle of summer, but like May, yeah, June. Yeah, still humid, Not hot. Not that fun whatsoever. And not rock and roll, which people time. Would think. Yeah, people I was working. Rock and roll. I, I used to leave, work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, stay in Dublin. I'm like two hours, so I would have been staying in Dublin. Could have stayed in Dublin the Wednesday night. Would have got flew to whatever track I was going to on the Thursday morning because I left my motorhome at the airport of the next track. Got into my motorhome. Would have driven the track. Been at the track Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday evening, drove to let's I say might Germany. Like Fifteen hundred, two thousand kilometers to drive left my motorhome got back home got into my work van and went straight to work it was hectic so yeah anyway so yeah Bruno, mate, that is shit Bruno uh, I was like I need to say Simon Simon says no I thought Simon says no. what do I do 
Simon yeah. said no. Yeah. <laughs> did he say, my dad and so said, he did say, he did say no. Simon said no. What do you no. mean he said no, no though? So anyway, that was maybe the fr- probably the Saturday. So straight after. Well, so you sent to him, all right, Simon, look, I'm going to, go, I've got this opportunity. He's just like, no. <laughs> he said no. Can't do that. No. So then uh, on the Sunday, I had to say, Simon, I've got a flight uh, from Bruno to... Stansted, was Stansted, it? Or, yeah, I think it was Stansted, Stansted, I think it was, yeah. yeah. Bruno to Stansted, I'm going to test PBM bike. Is that okay? And he goes, doesn't look like I've got any option. So whenever I said it to him, to be absolutely honest, I knew that I was going to do the PBM thing full time. And I said to him, oh, no, it's just a one-off thing. And he goes, okay. So he did let me go. And Simon have a really good relationship, I would say, even now. And uh, he let me go and do it. Do the test on the Monday at Knockhill. So I'd read three days at Bruno had a crap race, didn't even get a point, and then met you in Stansted, and I was, I think I said to you, and you were like, no, you're not. I, I was like, like, what are you doing? You like, for confidence. I'm, I'm flying, I'm going to knock him with the test the PBM, but I was like, what? Shut up, that's mega. <laughs> and nobody would have thought of it, nobody would have thought of no, it. next oh, day you rocked yeah. up, didn't you? And everyone's yeah. like, shit. No, you were. Was pretty you didn't fast, go too bad, did you? Away, yeah. yeah. So, two day test, weren't it? I think it was, was one, it one day, day test. I, I think it was one day. And then we were straight to Snedderton that weekend. And I that was when you oh that was when you took everyone out on the first yeah, lap. Yeah, that was the start of it. <laughs> I actually wiped Hang on, out. Not the start of it. Oh, you made a mistake. Let's say you <laughs> overcooked the turn. You got excited. You had Brembo brakes on it. Probably <laughs> thought you could have got twenty meters later. <laughs> I think I braked where I braked and qualified. And you're yeah. like just <laughs> we were pulled tank of fuel in like super sport. You could outbreak like. Because I probably thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to run at the front here. I'm not going run to front. run at the front. you've been like the Super Sport the year before, you'd be, hang on, yeah. I break these donkeys. But nobody in Super Bikes is donkey. No, like, you think, you think I'm going back, into it. Like, yeah. You just can't, they break, and then you just can't decide, I'll break now. Do you know, like, you got to, like, when you first went onto road bikes to being on a Super Bike, that ain't that many years, really. Like, considering. Yeah, no, yeah. And kind of because of the career that I went, I went quite fast, say, from like Stuxes under. And you was on 600s, and then you went yeah. straight to 1000. Right. Never time. read it. Yeah, exactly. Never read a super bike whatsoever. That's or, a tough... Well, I did one test in the Gearlink super bike then, the 17, but never like, say, a proper full factory super yeah. bike. Yeah. So I got on the PBM bike, and it just clicked. Uh, do you know, like, I think, as anyone knows, do you know, like, if you look now, it's hard to come to super bikes, but I did get on a very, very good package. And yeah. Paul and everyone PBM gave me a fantastic opportunity and one that I'll forever be grateful for because I always think, what if she yeah. didn't get injured? You're like, I know that sounds terrible. Would you have got an opportunity a year after? Yeah, you're like, what would I have been doing or where would I have been or what, you know, what would I have been riding? Yeah. So that was 18. I did do a deal with Paul to continue for 2019. So Paul, I'd, at Thruxton, I'd had the fast slap of the weekend. I actually qualified third, I think, because I messed up qualifying. But in Q2, I done a really good lap. I think I got on the back of you, Glenn. Did you go on the back of Glenn that year? Yeah, was that year I after? always followed him. Because I went, I think I got on the back of you too. Yeah. had a good qualifying. Yeah. I think I was seven, four, six, four. So like done a like really good lap. And uh, at that stage, I was a young rider starting to show a bit of potential. And there was a little bit of, say, interest from other places. But to do a deal in BSB at Thruxton, which is like July, August time, was a bit unknown. So anyway. For the next year? That's I, mad, I, I, actually. Glenn yeah, had already signed. Not killed him, honestly. He had signed really early. But Glenn was having a good year at the time or had been at that stage. And done the deal with, but it was a handshake. And uh, yeah, but Paul's if a handshake's a hand, it's it's not really pretty. Yeah, yeah. And say, you know, I've loads yeah. of time for Paul, and yeah. I completely understand why he he the deal didn't end up happening. You know, he went with it was Josh, who was British champion, and Scott, who come from MotoGP. Yeah. You know, when you look back at the results, they were yeah, first and second yeah. championship. Yeah. He made the right decision, and 
the it was at Silverstone. I no, think he didn't make the right decision. <laughs> you would have won it. <laughs> I would have won it. I'd be British champion. Yeah, I'd be British champion. Yeah. I know I'd have been Mojie P. And uh, so then I started making phone calls, but yeah. it, it, it sounds stupid. Do you know, like say now in the past, like I've had difficult seasons, and you think, oh, I might not have a job. I still didn't care. No, no, I didn't care. But I was it's like, like oh, I was still working full time. Yeah had no mortgage no nothing yeah. I was living at home thought oh, well, any money you made yeah. doesn't really make much yeah. difference Going no stress those. whatsoever so I literally was making my dad it was probably my dad I was like I know you need to start making some phone calls so well, I, hated, uh, I remember that having I, to do that and I, hated and I think it. I was in the motorhome and there was actually talk of Graham maybe coming to ride for Honda in a Superstock 1000 because they just won the British Superstock Championship for Honda and I think yeah in t- 2018 maybe 20 no, 2017 he won the yeah. British Championship, but there's maybe talk of him coming back to ride in Stock Thousand. Do you like yeah. a complete career yeah. Which he ended up doing, but anyway. So, Ryan Harve, and uh, he's like, oh, I just need to sort out a few things. I'll give you a call. Come fly over and see me. So, I flew over and uh, done the deal with with Harve at Honda. That's, Went to Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Dressed up, had a shirt on. Did you? All, like, very like, like a proper job yeah, interview. Like, he's yeah, going like, for an insurance I'd broken job. I've never done a job interview <laughs> in my life. Like, I, I, when I'd done refrigeration, it was like, the kid the job college yeah. and like interviewed a few of us but like when you think back now I, yeah. I got the job because I knew a guy in the place and mate he dropped out yeah. and then I went to work for MET who's my sponsor yeah. so I'd never done an interview I was crap myself and if you know Harvey's quite straight and serious and intimidating definitely like at that time yeah, I was like, intimidated oh, oh and I yeah was like, what about you Mike How can we? he was asking me like what do you plan? And I'm sitting thinking, what do I plan? Uh, well, I obviously done a good job winning it. Win it? Or <laughs> give, yeah. Give me the job. And uh, yeah, so I read for Honda in 2019, 2020. 2019, should have made showdown. Won a race at Thruxton. Had another podium. That was Mate, good that year. race was funny. Because yeah. I remember literally lap one, I just remember it so vividly now. We went out through the through the you got I don't know if you was in the lead. You might I think you might have dropped back to third or mate fourth. Yeah. I don't know. There's always mixed group. I remember you coming out of um onto the uh, like the, the back right hand, I forget what it's bloody called now. And you was literally blue smoke lap one. And I was like He's he ain't last. gonna last. I was like, look at you, schoolboy <laughs> era. Mate, literally last lap of the race, you won it and you still blew smoke. Because like we were saying, weren't it? The Honda then just kept going forward, didn't it? It, it kept driving. It, you didn't it used lose. To, the, the older model Honda, the old model, the Fireblade, it used to spin. Quite but a lot. it used to keep going. And, yeah, and it just, for what it, I think Construction's a grippy surface. It never took tire off. It went forwards it instead of like tire. wrecking the rubber, taking yeah. all the rubber off. And uh, yeah, it was just. Because you still had grip when you come off the gas. And yeah. it was like. How I think I done my second that? fastest lap of the race in the last lap. Because normally you'd think on the way in you're going to start to back in, or but it literally just kept. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, he's doing all right now. I'm two laps to go." And then I think at that point you'd gut me anyway. I think yeah, I was probably about because I, I think it was. I think Scott was maybe second, and, and then Josh Hickey was, was there probably. Hickey was yeah. there. He gave me the fingers in the next race. Oh, actually. that's the famous fingers. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really do all that wrong. Only giving we nudge. We nudge. Didn't take him out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you take people out. But, yeah, that. So that was nineteen, and then the new yeah. fireblade came in twenty twenty. The and black one. Were you? Yeah, were you all Glenn? black. Yeah, and so did the coronavirus. Oh, the pandemic. Remember the pandemic? Yeah. Few what years pandemic? Ago. Don't know. Well, you're an, you're an anti-vaxxer anyway, so you. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> oh, yeah. that stuff. Danny! <laughs> yeah. So I can't go to speed test. Yeah. So I got, yeah. I got the vaccine. <laughs> um, so that was 19 and 2020. 2020 was a bit of a breakthrough year, I think. Uh, it showed quite a lot of potential. And honestly, that year, when I think back now, if I just had to calm down a little bit, we should have fought for a championship. Is that your brother's teammate? 
I was my brother's teammate. Yeah. Glenn was my teammate. And then... How was that genuinely? Because you're like chalk and cheese. I know you're brothers, but you are like Mr. Calm, Mr. Placid. He's bouncing off the walls, full send. I think that's... It's the same as like me and you, your teammates. It's like contrast. I think that's why it worked. Yeah. Do you know, because like... I, I would look at you and you'd be like, oh, excited and happy. And I'd be like... What's yeah. you like? Oh, sad and like, fuck it. And, and then I'm like this depressed. <laughs> and then... This is shit. Glenn's ride. Like, oh. But the only thing... Glenn would be... Not so much now, but then he would have been more of a Jacqueline Hyde. Yeah. Whereas you, like, even when things were going bad, you were still... I was like, mate, yeah, 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 I'll get for it. hyper, ADHD, whatever you want to call it. I'll get for it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Whereas Glenn would show more emotion probably than what you would. And, uh, no, it was in 2020, it was good, but I kind of thought, I'm Billy Big Balls. I don't want to be my brother's teammate. He steals my limelight or like that, probably. And when I think back now, it was immature, stupid. And I like wanted an excuse to leave and uh, came the ride for Philip at Synetic. Uh, and you know what, task racing, say whenever it had been like beacon security, everything. It was a team that you, I used to, the only race I used to go to was the Northwest because you know, like there wasn't some fun. Yeah, home as well, yeah. It was the biggest team and it was a team you always looked up to. I still look up to Philip in a massive way because I know how hard it is for him to run the team, yeah, how hard it is for well. him to run the bu- yeah. budget. And I, not just saying this, but I really like him. I've, I would say I, Philip is somebody that I trust and a lot of time for and I have a normal conversation with him. But yeah, I'm going to go there. It's perfect, isn't it? Northern Irish team, Northern Irish riders never won the Bracer Bike Championship. It's going to be it's perfect. It's going to be good. Yeah. It was a bloody disaster. And yeah. it was nothing that the team done. I don't think, not really, on my part, I'm not... The team done nothing wrong. It was just hard, I did, weren't it? Just it? Didn't like, yeah. gel. it you know, but it didn't we didn't work. have the same problems. It was weird. Yeah, like, I had sort of f- okay weekends. Yeah. You had okay weekends. It was weird, weren't it? Really but it weren't chalk yeah. and ch- like a chalk and like you'd have a good weekend, I'd have a bad weekend, yeah. and then it would be like chalk yeah. and cheese. You know, it would always like make mix it did up. Did you learn anything from me? Uh, yeah, you released the brake bloody fantastic, and now every corner I go into, I'm like, get off the brake, <laughs> get, get, get off the brake, <laughs> run it in, run it in, <laughs> load Even up the front. I, I don't think I ever spoke to you about it, but so then 2022, yeah. It was a much better year. Um, not to go into it, I had a really difficult period in my life in the middle of the year. Yeah, it was shit for you, weren't it? It was, it was shit. It, it, it was hard. Absolutely honest. But everyone it, has that yeah, in racing, yeah, I really, think. really, really difficult, difficult period away from of the my track, life. Was it hard as well? Away from the track and on track, it was extremely difficult. And you know me, I don't talk a lot no, you're about an it. I don't show, yeah, you're not really, I don't yeah. show emotion a lot. No. And it was difficult, but I got over it. Yeah. I went to the frog. The frog question. I asked Danny about this before. Does the frog touch you? Or does the frog kiss you? Or does the frog put his tongue on you? Or how does it work? There's a fella in Belfast called Ryan Carwell. Because he's on your crash helmet. The frog's on the helmet. (laughs) It's on Glenn's helmet. I know, I've seen it. So Glenn had been been going on at me. He kept going on and on and on. He goes... Because Glenn had a a difficult period of his life, didn't he? Yeah, Glenn had a difficult period of his life. And even like in the middle of last year, he was maybe... He was openly spoken about it, hasn't he? And in the middle of last year... Things weren't probably going great for him at Honda at the time. You know, like was after TT, he wasn't super fast. At the end of the year, it was fantastic. So he goes, Andrew, before Thurston, he goes, I know. I was like, what, Glenn? What, man? Where are we going, Glenn? Get in the car. Send me a message. We're going for Cambo on Monday. I was like, right, Glenn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know research on it whatsoever. Like, absolutely none. And do you know what? More people you talk to actually know what it is now. So it's like... I literally don't. So please. It's... Not to go into, we could be going into detail forever. So anyway, it goes, we're going from on Monday. So as the story continues, you'll know what it is. So I arrive in the place called Beaver Park in Belfast, which is a 
a housing estate in Belfast, which is probably the biggest housing estate in Belfast. And it, it's definitely not, it's not a bad area or anything, so but it's, it's not, not the poshest area. area. Yeah. But we arrive and knock the door and this guy comes, his name's Ryan Cordwell, or Ryan Caldwell. He's really the most hippie, not, not hippie, it's like long hair, covered in tattoos, six foot six, <laughs> makes you look small. Chill dude. Chill. Yeah. Super chill. Does he talk to most calm, re- oh, fantastic guy? Yeah. I have loads of time for him. I think he's helped me to revive my career. And uh, so, anyway, knock the door, gives you this big hug, welcome. Hug. But it's just a, oh it's, God, yeah. it's a flat, a second floor flat. And arriving in, there's this really bloody hairy cat, pregnant woman <laughs> on the sofa. Hang on, what's I'm a really hairy thinking, cat look like? Like this... hairier, long hair, oh. hairier than normal. <laughs> and uh, pregnant woman on the sofa, which is his partner. And he's like, take your shoes off, welcome. I'm like, right, okay. Take, so then two, two bedrooms. So the second bedroom, uh, it has pretty much nothing in it, but like a bit like a gym mat against one wall, a gym mat here. He has like this like kind of hippie style seat in the middle. And loads of frogs. And like big sign stuff. That's What's cool. the sign say? And two buckets, right? What's two... the sign say though? No, no. You need to remember no, the sign. It doesn't say the sign. Oh. It's a picture. Oh, not a sign. okay, yeah. So, down I sit, <laughs> really, really nervous. Are you in gym clothes at this point? I, I, I had the fast before I went, oh, okay. so I hadn't fasted. I did train, I think, that morning. Don't know about a shower or not, probably not. <laughs> so, probably, yes, in gym <laughs> so clothes. Funny, with a well. blanket. Yeah. And, uh, do you know, sage? Burning sage. Yeah, like, okay, even yeah, now, yeah. I can yeah. smell sage all the time. So, in I go, or me and Glenn go, me and Glenn do everything together. We're yeah, just, yeah, we're just like... Like Taron and Taylor. Taron yeah, said yeah, him and yeah. Taylor are the same. We just same, do yeah. everything together. Yeah. Like we are genuinely best friends. Like at times, like we'll maybe have a yeah, period of a few weeks yeah. if we don't talk to each other for as much, and then we have a time where we absolutely yeah. talk to each other all the time. Just life in him, just, Yeah. But anyway, the so we sit down. He burns. So this guy, the fast forward of a bit, he's like, "Well, oh, what are you here for? Whatever, blah blah blah. I'm here because of this. I want to let go of this." And uh, he goes, "Right, we're just going to do a bit of happy." So Happy's like this nigga. I've never, I put my hands up and never sniffed anything up my nose in my life. And either is Glenn. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what <laughs> is <Yeah>. this? <laughs> what the frig? Yeah. So it, Happy is like, it, it's pretty much like smoking a cigarette, like a really strong cigarette. But nicotine, yeah. Obviously with nicotine. nicotine. Yeah. And it's like, he has this thing and he blows into this here. It's like this. And then it shoots like here. So he goes up to you like this and goes. Yeah. And it blows up your nose. My head was on fire. I was like, "What the hell?" I freaked out a little yeah. bit. Glenn's looking at me in absolute stitches because yeah, he knows, he knows like, what's going on. Yeah. and he kind of knew what, what. Like I, I'd done no research on it. And then he goes and does the other nostril. I like, and he, he gives you the nicotine, to, like chill you out, give you a calm down, a little bit of like a yeah. nicotine rush, just sort of relaxes you. You breathe through it, and you know I've done it numerous times since. And the next thing he brings out, like, does it get any easier? A match. No, it doesn't. Okay. No. no, your brain still goes <laughs> like really, really hot. Yeah. So then, like, I have some little marks on my arms from it, and he burns you, <laughs> like here, like six Sounds times. Like Depends to... how many times you get it. Sounds like I talk to him bondage he, session. He, he burns you, and then it's Cambo is like I don't know exactly. Someone's probably gonna say I'm so wrong, but it's like comes in this wooden stick, and he gets a knife, and he scrapes it, and he puts it into like six balls. You know. Like six okay, little yeah, balls yeah, of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm really open. Yeah, I don't on, know, the, but yeah. on the burn, he puts each ball. 
So he puts this ball onto your skin. No, sorry. The, the what Cambo is is like it's like do you know what, like whenever a frog moves, it leaves like a scum behind. Not a scum. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, you know, yeah, What's yeah, that called? Like, like a slime. Like, slime. Yeah, like I a, like think a trace, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. So like in, in the Amazon rainforest, they like collect it and they use it as as a medicine. Do you know like the health yeah. cure? So I had like say a bit of trauma, a bit of like yeah, I needed to get over. So I went and done that, and or I went. So he puts his stuff on and you're so sick. Like literally, that's why the buckets were there. You're so sick. What, like literally so vomiting straight away? He, like, yeah. What, so you literally feel it building up? Yeah. Like you just you you, go hot you, no, over a you flash? You go like blue. Like literally your veins go blue. So you go through and it. This is normal, don't worry. Yeah, it says, oh, Are you worried fine. at this point though? I'd be shitting myself. myself. Yeah. And Glenn, like, but Glenn's also doing the exact same thing and I'm like, so you're both in there blue, like looking but at each other like, yeah, you want to be so successful that. so much, yeah. you would do absolutely anything. Yeah. And you're like, you know, I'll draw like a line. As a I'll draw a like, line at the bum. Yeah, I'll do absolutely anything. <laughs> <laughs> you do anything for it. So yeah. in your head, it's like, I'm going to be fast because of this. And yeah. do you know what? It, it, so I done that and I went pretty much every, for the next like six rounds, I went every time before. And I don't know if you remember. Like I was, don't even think I got points in some races at Not Kill. No, yeah, you did. Brands, yeah. I was pretty flat. Thruxton, I qualified in the front row. Was better unlucky. The bike broke down in the start yeah. of, in the outlap of the first race. Fast forward to Brands, yeah, and then, and then the then, rounds before. Like the last four rounds, I was really competitive. Yeah. You know, I was on the podium at Donington. Was on the podium twice at Brands. You know, led the race. You know, I was good. Yeah. Was, was fast good. there, and yeah, that was all. I think honestly find the combo and even if it does even if yeah nothing of that helps you even mentally in my head yeah it makes it you better a so it yeah. makes a difference if somebody said to you like the whoop band or doing this push-up or this stretch or this that if you do that and have a good round you can't emphasize anymore to a racer that you will literally do that until the cows come yeah. home for the rest of your career frogman is literally there like he's in he's my yeah. client now and it's so he's stupid like, up. even like the other day uh, like say Glenn had a really good Silverstone and uh, I'll do whatever Glenn does do you know like I'd do anything if it's working for him yeah in my head it, it'll work for me too yeah. do you know I'll do anything the, what did he do be before there? Silverstone are you allowed to reveal that on this podcast uh, no, no not really no <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that, but just no. it's, it's even like the I'll other, let him tell us. I'll on, let him tell on, us on a Wednesday or Thursday of this week. I think it was Wednesday because we raced on Monday because yeah. of May Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on Wednesday we went and played table tennis. I was eight four down. We played for one hour. Literally set a timer. When the timer goes off, we've got one more game. Eight four down. I was like, my head fell off before the weekend. <laughs> this is a disaster. Yeah, and I brought it back to ten ten. So he's like, best and I was ever. like. I just said, no, Isaac, then I was playing table tennis there thinking, my weekend's really before I even go. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it ended up being 10 10. So I think we've, Glenn probably left in a weaker note than I did because I'd done a better job in the last half than he yeah. had in the first half. That's so funny. And uh, yeah, so like, absolutely anything to win. That is usually motorbike racing. That is what it's probably it's so most sport. It's probably most sport, isn't it? Philip actually says 70% in the brain. And you know, you're probably not wrong, is it? Because like, I'm quite good at overcoming adversities and quite overcoming shit. Like if something's going wrong, I'm normally kind of can switch it off and start again. You always switch thing. off by the third race because yeah. no, every third race, race is the third race are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I just spoke to a guy out here at Mark McKeever. I was going to have a right good third race. McKeever on the Sunday morning, he goes, Dan, he'll be on the podium in the third race. And I, was just, I was literally just thinking the same. <laughs> I was fuming because I was like, mate, P8, I'll take P8. I've got a bit of a gap in front, a bit of a gap behind. And then obviously I crashed and I was like, 
bollocks I was definitely good because Danny Kemp was up the front <laughs> yeah. and I was ahead of him yeah. and then in the first race he was just ahead of me ahead of you, and you was ahead yeah. and I was like third race man I'd have been there but it is mad but racing in general isn't it? Like, it is it's crazy but do you not find the older you get the more you believe in yourself like I find the older I get the more I trust my process yeah. and I just let things go and I'm like like that's probably why I'm most gutted about this season at the minute because I had such a good off season with stuff that I've never done before that I've done religiously and then I come to round one my biggest weakness was qualifying went to round one had a mega qualifying qualified sixth I was like yes it's worked I can finally qualify again yeah. and then now I'm obviously sitting out round two but it is what it is it's racing, and because you're old they're not, yeah. not old, you're not old but because you have that experience yeah, yeah birthday yesterday happy birthday I did send you a voice note uh, thank you because you're older it's like sometimes I think if I knew what I knew now I oh, know five years ago where yeah, would I be I know, but that is. that's life isn't it right mate I've got on here yeah so I basically we're going to jump we're going to have to jump to the old um, we're going to have to get another episode in with you because we've got so much to talk about still but we ain't got time we're just looking at eight, half eight you've got a time haven't you <laughs> we're um, I've put this little quiz together yeah still haven't got a name for it um, and I've quiz. got five questions yeah <laughs> what's it what do you call Danny it Danny Buckin quiz Danny Buckin's quiz <laughs> pushing the limit podcast quiz Danny Buckman sounds better, I think. We might be able to get a sponsor to sponsor the quiz. Don't know. Hey, Danny actually Tomorrow has a really quiz. big space here if yeah. anyone wants to do it. I only want 20% yeah. commission. All right, yeah, if I sell it, you get it. Right, so how many MotoGP wins has Pedrosa had? Came second in the World Championship three times, didn't he? I would say wins 34. Do you know what? I'm actually pissed off because I haven't wrote the answer down for that one. <laughs> so if it's 34, I don't, I don't do you know. know why I said, do you know why I asked the question? 34 would be a lot. Do you know why I asked the question? Because the other day they gave that stat out in F- after FP1 I didn't listen to it because I was travelling okay right anyway so don't worry about that we, we need to we need to find I'll get an answer on that How? who runs a number 52 uh, for, yeah in Moto 2 uh, Aldegar Alcoba oh Jeremy Alcoba I'm yes. 54 Aldegar 50. is so that's alright that's bad what's the fastest BSB lap at Donington Park 20 qualifying or lap record overall it's in whatever fastest ever from BSB bike, BSB bike, five, perfect. That Bradley Ray. I don't know if that's right again. I've Bradley got the answer Ray, for I that one. I couldn't five. find the answer for that, but I like the question. I believe it was race three. Um, <laughs> and you're last pretty good at this sort of thing. And I think it was Bradley Ray. Yes. Right, that's cool. How many TTs has Joe Dunlop won? Zero, actually. Oh, twenty-six that's TT wins. Joe Dunlop, John McGinnis is second, I think, with twenty-three. Oh, someone would think your teammates with him. Uh, what exact speed did your brother do at the TT? One hundred and twenty-nine point. Eight three eight five. Oh my! Oh, that was close. That's really good. Actually. I actually didn't know that. That was close. I know he was very close to one thirty. He was like within tenths, I think, or a second or something. Mate, so. that is that is pretty close. Right, so you did alright at that. Do you know what? I'm really angry at myself because the the MotoGP wins for Drosa. I'm. Oh, do you know what? I swear they said nineteen the other day. Yeah, in, in, could, in, I think thirty four is a bit more. Yeah. Oh, right. see, no, no, but he probably has more than thirty four. Mm, if it was know. total, because obviously two, one two five two fifties. Two time world champion. Did it, three time world champion. Did he Mate, he's mad. No, he didn't. The the fact that he rocks up, I know he's a test rider, but like when they're testing, they're, they're going fast. He probably has practiced qualifying runs, but mate, he's world class. But mate, I know, and they said in the thing, oh, but they've got a fucking corner named after him here. This is track, isn't it? But mate, he's still. Are you, are you, are, I'm a massive fan. Me too. I don't know yeah, this no. podcast will probably come out after, but tomorrow yeah, I genuinely yeah. believe if he's allowed to beat his so teammates, this is the, this is if he can Heref beat MotoGP. Miller yeah. and a Binder, if he's allowed to beat them. I think he could be on the I podium. think he could win it because his pace, he does, he's small. He doesn't take much off the tyre. I think it is. Yeah. This weekend's the first weekend with the tyre pressure limit and oh. the KTM's always ran the hard tyre. 
It always oh, runs the, hard, the hardest front tire. Producer man Ben, thirty-one MotoGP wins, mate. That's how many he's had. Thirty-four. It wasn't far away. It wasn't really. Cheers, Ben. Might be thirty-two after this. Yeah. So yeah, Mur- Mur- KTM always run the hard tire because they need a hard construction. So they'll all be running it soft, and that's why KTM's having a really good weekend. And first year, weekend for Red. Last year it weren't that good from was it the front yeah. the tire, front tire problem? So because now you have TP or they are, they have a minimum front tire pressure. Oh. And this is the first weekend. Well, are people running them up and down to for extra because they, said no, they that say about Ducati America. have been running them really, really low. So now they have like same as we have here in BSB. Minimum, you have a minimum, maximum, yeah, minimum but, yeah, but I think it's for the front tire minimum, or a minimum front tire pressure. And I think that's why the KTM's made a step. I've actually skipped a section of my podcast, which is really bad because I'm now shit podcaster. <laughs> track review, give it to me. Basically, I'm going to ask you some questions about your favorite track. Yeah, what is your favorite track? That's the first question. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, I, Favourite track. You're probably going to say Phillip Island. Everyone says Phillip Island. No. Did Bruno, you like? probably. Oh, that's it not was there. Good. Yeah. I was crab at it, though. It, it, oh, mate, Favourite track, on your probably bike Donington Park. I've yeah. made the most money out of it. <laughs> wow. Money motivated. Okay. <laughs> most memorable moment of that track. Got to be beating your brother. Sorry, I'm uh, asking for you now, but I'm not. First, the first win in 2020, first and second, two brothers, never been done before. On a bike that nobody expected to do it, him. and I passed him in the last lap. That's bloody good. Parked that him is. Hard, didn't you? <laughs> I he was him. fuming over the line, weren't he? Yeah. I'm glad he had a lap to calm down. Was he fuming after? No, we stopped it uh, just after turn one, and he says, "I could have passed you if I wanted." Favorite part of the track? Um, oh no, you're gonna say favorite part of? I like a chicken, don't I? Where I would have actually said Craner because you got so no, much joined the, the Craner so many times. I know the Hollywood Craner, you're you normally rapid through there. Hickey's the best person at Hollywood I've ever met, ever. Yeah, he's he fast, actually went round the outside of me at Hollywood move. in 21, yeah. but didn't get right by me and absolutely tornadoed me you in the Craners. I ended up in the grass, but I didn't bitch about it and complain. I took it like a man. So you saying that he did bitch about it and complain? He gave you the well, fingers. Well, Tuxin, he gave me the fingers, and he definitely had to go at me. But we say this now, yeah. But it, all jokes aside, outside of here, we all get on, don't we? Yeah, it's actually no, quite funny. I have loads of respect for Peter. We can slag everyone off t- in here, but we all get on with everyone. He's actually one of the guys that I <laughs> talks to me. There's yeah, quite a few who me. don't, and he does. So yeah, I have a Brooks lot of time didn't have a, He had a reason to not talk to you. That was a controversial move you did on him. What reason did he have? Oh, you were horrible, mate. Don't even get me started. That was an awful move on your behalf. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. I know, because you had too many sponsors here on your visor. You've got a Honda with a blinkers, mate. I was having a a horse. (laughs) You've got a horse with blinkers. All you could think about was your sponsors. You couldn't even see anything else. Yeah, Um, Right, any tips for any track day riders going to Donington Park? Tips for track day. There's a new surface. Nice. And it's very nice. So It's so smooth, isn't it? It's like this table. No, genuinely, it's like literally, isn't it? It's incredible. I think the lap times, whenever we go there, Nick's will be extraordinarily fast. What do you think? Give us an estimate. For the GP track, I think Paul will be... Oh, shit, you're going Paul, not even just a ballpark figure. Okay. That's a big step, that 1.3 seconds. But Kyle Ride did a 28-8 in In freezing conditions. Who was that? (laughs) Fair play to him. That takes commitment to go through Creator to do a 28-8. And Josh was pretty yeah. fast. I think yeah. it was twenty eight, maybe twenty eight two. Yeah, can't remember, but it was very fast. So I can see being, ex- but it's sometimes cold as fast at certain tracks. Who's been your best teammate? I've had uh, the, some the... fantastic teammates over the years, Danny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you, we actually, it was really funny I, our dynamic because we didn't it's care. Different did we? because yeah. Glenn was a good teammate because we worked together, say as brothers, in a good yeah. way. 
but I had a shitload of fun. Yeah. And we've always said that. I think, like, whenever... I've never been sad leaving a team. It's a bit sad leaving Honda 2020. But I've never been sad, say, as a teammate, because we just clicked. Well, we, we and, just, and nobody expected us to. No. And I think it yeah. nearly wound up Philip that we got on so good because we were teammates. And he's like, but it was funny how can they like each yeah, other? But we both kind of helped in the garage and just whatever happened on track, yeah. happened on track. It weren't nothing like... There was never... Yeah. If you was top of the timesheets and I weren't, there wasn't no like, oh, fucking hell, he's top of the time. Yeah. It was like, we didn't care, did we? Yeah. we just, and we were happy for each yeah, other. we just did what we yeah. did. And just and like, out, yeah. Even when we battled, yeah. like say, we never really had many close races, but Brands like a Brands, good, we had, yeah, end of the year, fun. we saved the best to the end. Yeah. That was a bloody good race. You know, we had oh, good mate. battles and we were always hard but fair on each yeah, other. And so funny, I think yeah. that, I think to have a teammate that doesn't throw his dummies out yeah. of the pram, and I, I think both of us don't do that. And that was probably... Uh, good Travi Forez was good on the bike development side he was I learned a lot of him he was very very thorough and analytical thorough. yeah yeah Anal- yeah analytical good word that you've been down podcasting <laughs> he was good just got uh, out of my phone <laughs> de- definitely so you've had some good teammates anyway yeah, Tom Neve's a good teammate yeah. as well got on really well can have a bit of crack with him John McGuinness legend yeah. Nathan Harris Harrison completely new to the whole world of having a teammate and he <laughs> just smiles 24 7 <laughs> just like 22nd this morning, mate. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a real racer. Not expected to be winning, but really, I think uh, Nathan's actually a really interesting character. Shifts with the right hand or right yeah. foot. Sorry, I not saw right that. hand. I yeah, saw that. Right actually in the garage so, doing that. Yeah, and uh, but no, he's a I think future TT star. Yeah. Well, mate, we're gonna have to wrap this up. You've got places to be now. So we're going to have to get you back on because we've got other stuff to talk about. I can't wait to get some controversial <laughs> information out of you. But thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a guest. And, mate, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much for having so me. I feel the, like this... we've only told half the story. Oh, we have only told half the story. But... Well, we have Saturday. This is a Saturday at Alton Park. So this is a fr- Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday. I hope you have a good weekend. What's, the, what's the plan? Tomorrow's box. going to piss on down. The box. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's very... Uh, or you just it's... open-minded. Top six would be great. Do you know what? I, Alton's probably never been my strongest track, yeah. but I'm very relaxed. I feel in a very good head zone. And you know what I'm like when I'm happy, I'm generally fast. Yeah, I feel been, good. Been frogged up. I might be absolutely cheesed off on Monday <laughs> on the way home, but I'm open-minded. I yeah. really believe that I can do a great job and I hope I do do a great job. And I'm looking forward to the weekend. Is Ezra here? Ezra's here. He's a tank. He's my a little son's tank. Like four and a half months old. So <laughs> How much does he weigh now? He got weighed before. <laughs> he's massive. What percent? What? Uh, yeah, the, 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 they have like different percentiles. In weight, he's like the ninety third percentile. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you've met Sham, my fiance, yeah, but no. well, you obviously have, but not many people probably yeah. have because she keeps herself herself to herself. But she's pretty small. He's like, a unit, mate. I love I'm him. definitely not that big, and he's a tank. He's a little chunk, but he'll go up, and then he'll go yeah. out, then he'll go up, then he'll but go out. But you used to be fat. Yeah. And, yeah. Brody's big now. Yeah. And Brody's, but they go out, and then they go up, and then they go out again, then they just. Yeah. Yeah, doing it's, it's so funny. And he's not even on like solids. Like he's four yeah. and a half months. It's not as if we've started like weaning him really early. He loves his milk, does he? Yeah. Just loves his mom's boob. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, just I like myself, like really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried it? By mistake. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I tried some out of the fridge, by, yeah. by the way. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's all these bodybuilders buying it, isn't yeah, there? Exactly. I would have known, mate. I'd have been. On the old nip, mate. Yeah, I'd have been selling that. I'd have been having that out the back door, mate, straight away. 50 quid a litre? Of course you would. Anyway, let's stop talking about titties. Let's, let's get you out of here. Thank you very much. Thanks <laughs> Cheers, for having me. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Let's stop talking about tits. Boom, boom. boom. Danny, what a ride this is, and it is on. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.